Lord, we want to thank you for the breath that you have breathed into our mortal bodies. We thank you for your Ruah, your new Ma, that you have breathed into us and upon us. We thank you for this morning. And we thank you that you will continue to breathe upon your people as you speak to us. We commit ourselves once again to you in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. And the people say, Amen. You may be seated, please. Thank you. Thank you, God. This morning, I'm going to speak to you about the power of the Holy Spirit. Amen. The power of God is the manifestation of God's love for His people. When God displays or demonstrates His power, it is a display and the demonstration of His love for you, for me. God creates and sustains everything in His creation by His power. Everything in the kingdom of God, everything is done by the power of the Holy Spirit. So when we recollect what happened in the Gospels as it is recorded, that the Lord Jesus, after having chosen, after having lived with His disciples for over three years, after having envisioned them, after having equipped them, He commanded them to wait. And He said, wait in Jerusalem till you receive power of the Holy Spirit. If we look at the chronology and the progress of events as recorded in the Gospels and in the book of Acts, that Jesus had His journey with His disciples, I can confidently say that there is a day that God marks on His calendar when He wants to bless His people with power before He sends them out to fulfill His mandate. There is always a day in the life of every servant of God where God will blast you with His power because nothing in the kingdom of God happens merely by gifts and abilities or even good intentions. Everything that happens in the kingdom happens by God's power. And the reason that God fills us with His power is for only one purpose. Whatever purposes that you may see are sub to, those, to that primary purpose. And that purpose is this, that we would be a radical, unapologetic, passionate witness of the Lord Jesus Christ. So let's zoom in and let's see what did Jesus do on earth and how did he do it? Now, if one is to answer that question in its entirety, I will quote the Apostle John when he said that even if one would attempt to write and record everything that Jesus did, wouldn't it be interesting to know all the other things that Jesus did and spoke that is not recorded? One day we will have the joy of hearing that. There's so many things that Jesus would have done. The John says if an attempt was made to write it and record it, the books on this world would not be able to contain the records and the details of it. But yet we see that an attempt has been made by the Holy Spirit 
that we would be able to get a glimpse of what did Jesus do and how did he do it. And there is a definite reason as to why we are looking at this right now. Now we understand that Jesus came to purchase our salvation by his life and by his sacrifice. Some of you understand when I made that statement. That Jesus came to purchase our redemption. Give us salvation by his life and by his sacrifice on the cross. And when I mean the word salvation, I merely don't mean forgiveness of sins. I mean in the entirety of that is there in the word soterio. The word for salvation. Everything that God has for us is in soterio, is in our salvation. But what did Jesus do? Does the Bible specifically tell us the direction and the purpose of his ministry? It does. I want to give you two verses. And these two verses, one is directly from the Gospels where it tells us, it captures, it's like a, it's like a pick. It tells us uh, what Jesus did, what was the direction of his ministry. And second verse, that passage that I've chosen, not worse, the passage I've chosen is from the, gospel, is from the book of Acts where Peter is narrating in Cornelius' house what Jesus did. So let's go to the first one, and that is in the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 4, verse 23 to 24. So follow me as we go verse after verse. Matthew 4, 23 to 24. I'm reading from the NASB, as I always like to do. You with me? Okay, great. Jesus was going throughout all Galilee, teaching in their synagogues, and proclaiming the gospel of the kingdom and healing every kind of disease and every kind of sickness among the people. The news about him spread throughout all Syria and they brought to him all who were ill, those suffering with various diseases and pains and demonics and epileptics and paralytics and he healed them all. It's not what I said. That's what the Bible says. Does the Bible say that Jesus taught in the synagogues? Talk to me. Synagogues were like their, what you could say was the Judaic version of local churches. Local places of worship and gathering and teaching of God's word that happened in those days. And so Jesus taught in the synagogues but he proclaimed the gospel of the kingdom outside of the synagogues everywhere. Then he healed every kind of disease and every kind of sickness. Does that what the Bible says? And then it says further on to that, it elaborates and it explains how Jesus delivered people who were oppressed. Fantastic. Did you, did you get some picture of that in your mind? So in other words, if Jesus was here today in the morning... In the morning, if Jesus was here, this is what I think he would do. Number one, he would teach you. Okay? He would first teach you. He would preach to you. And then, he would heal everybody here. And he would deliver everybody who's oppressed by any kind of demonic oppression. I don't say that. The Bible says that. And I don't believe Jesus changes. Okay? Is that, is that cool? Okay, some of you are still thinking, like Jesus' gospel and Jesus now is different. No, he's not. No, he's not. No, he's not. Now, let's go further. <laughs> this is now what Peter is saying in Cornelius' house. This is phenomenal. It's fantastic. The book of Acts chapter 10. Okay, we're going to go there, straight in there. 34 to 43. I'm going to take you through 10 verses. 34 to 43. So Peter, by a supernatural vision, is brought into the house of Cornelius. Cornelius has got the same vision, a similar kind of vision, at the same time that Peter got. And Cornelius, who was a Roman centurion, a soldier, was not an Israelite, has sent a couple of soldiers to invite Peter to come 
to his house. When Peter walks in with his companions, they get a house full of people, probably about 100 or 200 people. Why would I say that? Because he was a centurion. And household in those days had a lot of people. So there's a house packed full of people. And who's preaching to them? The apostle Peter. Now look how Peter preaches. You know why? We should preach the way they preached. So that we will see what they saw. Amen? Now, look at this. Opening his mouth, Peter said, Watch the words, don't watch me, watch the screen. Listen to word by word. Apostle Peter talking in apostolic authority in the power of the Holy Spirit. Now the last verse of this, which I've not put over here, is fantastic. Fantastic. Here we go. Verse 34. Opening his mouth, Peter said, I almost, I most certainly understand now that God is not one to show partiality. But in every nation, the man who fears him and does what is right is welcome to him. My dear brothers and sisters, everyone's welcome over here to God. <laughs> now, the word which he sent to the sons of Israel, preaching peace through Jesus Christ, he is Lord of all. You yourselves know the things which took place throughout all Judea, starting from Galilee. Do you remember what we read? Jesus began from Galilee, not in Israel. That's precisely why his fame spread outside of Israel into Syria. Because that comes in the, adjacent to the northern part of Israel. Now, after the baptism which John proclaimed, verse 38, you know of Jesus of Nazareth, how God anointed him with the Holy Spirit and with power. To do what? And how he went about doing good and healing all who were oppressed by the devil, for God was with him. Verse 39. You know what is verse 39? It's the fulfillment of what Jesus commanded them. We are witnesses of all the things he did, both in the land of the Jews and in Jerusalem. They also put him to death by hanging him on a cross. God raised him up on the third day and granted that he become visible, not to all the people, but to witnesses who were chosen beforehand by God. That is to us who ate and drank with him after he arose from the dead. And he ordered us to preach to the people and solemnly to testify that this is the one who has been appointed by God as the judge of the living and of the dead. Of him all the prophets bear witness that through his name, everyone who believes in him receives forgiveness of sins. What a record. Now, there is a similarity to what we read to what I showed you in Matthew. Can you tell me what the similarities? Can you recollect what the similarities? In Matthew, we saw what Jesus did as recorded by Matthew. And here we see Peter narrating what Jesus did. What is the similarity? That Jesus would preach. Jesus would teach. Is everybody with me? Is everybody staying with me? Stay with me. Yes, every, Jesus would preach, Jesus would teach, and then Jesus would, and Jesus would then cast out demons, deliver people from demonic oppression, and there's one more thing that is added over here. He went about doing good. Jesus, wherever he went, he did good. So in other words, we can put this in four things. I want you to buy heart this. Jesus preached the gospel. That's interesting. Who was the gospel? He himself was the gospel. So Jesus preached the gospel. Then, Jesus revealed the kingdom to people by preaching and teaching. You remember Jesus saying, and the kingdom of God is like this. And the kingdom of God is like a seed. And the kingdom of God is like this. Do you remember? So Jesus revealed the kingdom by preaching and teaching. That's what preaching and teaching does. It reveals the kingdom. Number three, Jesus not only revealed the kingdom, he ushered in the kingdom by bringing healing and deliverance. The kingdom is not ushered in unless people get healed and people are delivered. 
The kingdom is revealed by teaching, but the kingdom is ushered in as people get healed and people are delivered from demonic oppression. Jesus said this in the Gospels recorded. We won't go there. But Jesus told the Pharisees one day, if I cast out demons by the Spirit of God, know, by the finger of God, know this, that the kingdom of God has come upon you. I'll say it again. If I cast out demons by the finger of God, I'm quoting the Lord, then know this, that the kingdom of God has come upon you. The kingdom is revealed by teaching, but the kingdom is ushered in only by the power of God. You can teach and walk out. People will know better, but they have not moved into the kingdom of God because the kingdom of God is ushered in when people get healed and people get delivered. And Jesus went about doing good. Now, I love the last verse, which I didn't put. Look at the next verse. What happened when Peter was preaching? 44. And while Peter was still speaking, what happened? The Holy Spirit fell. He didn't wait for Peter to finish his message. Preach the true gospel and God will validate it. With his power. Now, now this is what Jesus did on earth and this is how he did it. What did Jesus do? I'll repeat it again quickly. Jesus preached the gospel. Who was the gospel? Jesus himself. Jesus himself is the gospel. He is the huge leon. He is the good news. And then Jesus revealed the kingdom by preaching and by teaching. Then Jesus ushered in the kingdom by healing all who were sick and delivering all who were oppressed by the devil. Fourthly, Jesus went about doing good. Can you repeat these four things to someone next to you? Very important. I'm, not, I'm really requesting you to do that. Buy out these four things quickly and tell somebody next to you. Jesus preached the gospel. Jesus taught and preached by revealing the kingdom, revealing the kingdom by teaching and preaching. Jesus ushered in the kingdom by healing and deliverance. And then Jesus went about doing good. Please, please, please tell somebody next to you. And there's a reason. I like the way some of you just look at your neighbor. Like, you know what I mean. I don't want to talk to you. <laughs> Come on, just tell somebody. Did you get that? Can you shout it out to me? The number one. Do it again properly. Here we go. One, two, three. Jesus. Fantastic. Number two, Jesus revealed how by preaching and teaching. Number three, Jesus. How by healing the sick and delivering all who were oppressed. Number four, Jesus went about doing good. Isn't that wonderful? Why did I make you by-hearted? You know why I made you by-hearted? That's supposed to be your ministry now. That's supposed to be your ministry and my ministry now. This is supposed to be our ministry. There is absolutely no indication in scripture that Jesus' ministry ended with his resurrection. In fact, it is the very opposite that Jesus' ministry is supposed to increase exponentially by his witnesses. In other words, everybody sitting in this room should be preaching the gospel Revealing the kingdom, ushering the kingdom, and doing good. And how did Jesus do that? In Acts 10, it says, Jesus was anointed by the Father and with the Holy Spirit. With the Holy Spirit and with power. Verse 38. You know of Jesus of Nazareth, how God anointed him with the Holy Spirit and with power. Now, here's what, 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 what the whole point is this. Once you hear this message, you've got to make a choice. We've got to make a choice. 
And the choice that we're going to make is deny it. It's like, no. And live a far less quality of life than God intended us to live. Or we can embrace it and say, God, I want to be the continuation of your ministry here on earth. Let's go ahead. What does Jesus command his disciples to do now? We know what he did. We know how he did. Now, what does God expect disciples to do? As I said, it would be absurd to even think that Jesus wanted or indicated that his message and his ministry ended. Jesus' mandate to his disciples was this. Take this. Everybody say, take this. Could you say it a little louder? Take this. Could you say it together a little louder after me? Take this. Yeah, take what? Take this message. Take my teaching. Take my power. And take my goodness to every nation, to every tongue, every people, and every language. Take this. That means take me to every nation, to every tribe, to every kind of people, to every kind of language. Take me to the world. Take me to the cosmos. You are to be my witnesses. Now, what was the pattern that we saw about Jesus? Jesus did this, and he did this under the anointing. Now, let's, let me just quickly put this for you in Acts chapter 1. Jesus is sent by the Father on the earth. Luke chapter 3, verse 21. Luke chapter 3. Luke chapter 3, verse 21. Jesus is full man. And we know from the records of the Gospels in the New Testament that his forerunner, that the messenger before Jesus, John the Baptist, was already preaching about the kingdom of God. He was already declaring to people and he was inviting people to a life of commitment, a life of readiness, a life of preparation for the Messiah to come. He was saying, come on everyone, get baptized, the baptism of repentance. Come on everyone, the kingdom of God is at hand. The kingdom of God is near. And then one day, Jesus appears in the place that John the Baptist was baptizing people. And then Jesus does the most astounding thing but John was already prepared by the Lord. And he said this to John. The Lord told John. For John's mind was, I'm the forerunner. I'm the messenger before him. But how will I know? I hope you're listening. How will I know that it is he? How will I know that this is the Messiah? And the Lord had told him, upon whom you see the spirit descending. I hope you got the cue. How will you know you have been sent by him? You see, Christians in our nation, or Christians all over the world, divided by two kinds of people. The professors and the possessors. The ones who process, profess, profess, just, I'm Christian, I'm Christian, I'm Christian. Profess. And the ones who possess. We're not called to merely profess. We're called to possess. We are inheritors of the kingdom of God. We usher in the kingdom of God. We are the kingdom of God on earth. So this was the indication that the father gave John the Baptist. I didn't, you didn't, the prophets didn't, the writers of the gospels didn't. They merely recorded. So John was told by the father, upon whom you see the... Spirit descending like a dove, it is him. So Jesus walks into the waters of baptism in obedience to the Father. And the moment he walks in, the Bible says the Spirit descended upon him. Luke 3, 21. 
And when all the people were baptized, and when Jesus also had been baptized and was praying, the heavens opened, verse 22. And the Holy Spirit descended on him in bodily form like a dove, and a voice came from heaven, you are my beloved son with whom I am well pleased. Now look at the pattern, just want to take you to the next chapter, Luke 4, 1. Luke 4, 1, and then we will jump to verse 14. Luke 4, 1. And Jesus, full of the Holy Spirit, returned from the Jordan and was led by the Spirit into the wilderness. Full of the Holy Spirit. He was led by the Spirit into a time of testing. We know about the temptations of Christ and how Jesus overcame them. And then after he comes back, look at verse 14. And Jesus returned in the what? In the power of the Spirit. Then what happened? It says, and a report about him went throughout all the surrounding country. Why? Because Jesus started preaching the gospel, healing all who were sick, delivering all who were oppressed by the devil, and started doing good works. How many of you understand what I'm showing you over here? There is a pattern in scripture. Are you understanding what I'm saying? This is how Jesus fulfilled the Father's mission. Now, what is the Lord telling his disciples? Well, he said the same thing. Jesus chose them. Jesus trained them. Jesus equipped them. Jesus corrected them. Jesus prepared them. And then he sent them, right? No. No, my friends. He told them to wait. Book of Acts, chapter 1. Thank you, Lord. <clears throat> From verse 1. Look at the record. We'll go verse by verse. Book of Acts chapter 1 verse 1. You with me? Just stay with me. I know I'm taking you through scripture, scripture. Stay with me because I want us to see a pattern very clearly. Follow me. Here we go. In the first book of Theophilus, this is Luke writing. I have dealt with all that Jesus began to do and teach. You see, the reason I'm taking you through this, beloved, is so that we will understand authentic Christianity and not talk Christianity. There is no true Christianity without the power of God. Until the day when Jesus was taken up after he had given commands through the Holy Spirit to the apostles whom he had chosen. He gave them commands. Verse 3. He presented himself alive to them after his suffering by many proofs appearing to them during 40 days and speaking about the kingdom of God. Astounding, right? Next. And while staying with them, he ordered them not to depart from Jerusalem. Everybody shout out, but to wait. Isn't training enough? Think about it. Isn't it enough that they were with Jesus for three years? Wasn't it enough that they were equipped by Jesus? Did Jesus teach them how to heal people? Yes. Did they heal people when Jesus was there? Yes. Did, he not, did they not cast out demons? Don't go over that one incident where they could not. I'm sure they cast out many before that and after that. Come on, yes. So Jesus lived with them for three years. Jesus taught them. Jesus trained them. Jesus equipped them. Jesus envisioned them. And Jesus says, you will not proceed ahead till you don't get blasted with dynamis. Because what I require you to do will not be done by what you just received in these three years. You will be my witnesses when you receive power. He ordered them not to depart from Jerusalem, but to wait for the promise of the Father. I love this. It's called about the Holy Spirit. The, the Holy Spirit is the promise of the Father. The Father made a promise, which he said, you heard from me. The next verse. For John baptized with water, but you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit not many days from now. Verse 6. So when they had come together, they asked him, Lord, will you at this time restore the kingdom to Israel? He's saying, 
Forget about that in my version. Next. He said to them, it is not for you to know the times and seasons. Don't worry about that. That the Father has fixed by his own authority. Don't worry about that. Fulfill my mission. The next verse. For you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you. And you will be my witnesses. Martus. You will be my witnesses. That means you will be so convinced by who I am. And you will be so convincing. So true to the message. So true to the mission that you will be even willing to lay down your life for me. That's the word used for witnesses. Martus. Imagine when the Holy Spirit comes on you, you will be so emboldened that you will not fear death. In Jerusalem and in all Judea and in Samaria and to the ends of the earth. What am I putting this before you, my beloved? I believe that Jesus has the same pattern for us. There is no other pattern. Are you trying to live the Christian life in your own strength? I don't need to be a prophet to tell you, I'm sure you're struggling. Are you trying to reach out to people with the gospel in your own strength? I can tell you without being a prophet that you are struggling, that you're not seeing the results you want. Are you trying to do ministry in your own strength? You're struggling. Why? Because God never intended us to do anything in the kingdom by our own strength and ability. It will never happen. Everything in the kingdom of God happens by the power of God. Everything. Jesus has the same pattern for us. That a day is marked in your calendar that God has for you where he wants you to have a power encounter with him. That we call the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Yes, you have your training. Yes, you have your abilities. Yes, you have all the vision that you have that God has planted in your, in your, in your heart for him. But you will be able to see the realization of that only by the power of the Holy Spirit. Let me take you ahead. We're coming to the latter part. My dear brother and sister, God's work, how many of you want to do God's work? Yes? Yes. That's not a rhetoric question. That's an affirmation. How many of you want to do God's work? Really? Really you want to do God's work? You want to be witnesses? You want to tell people about Jesus? You want to see lives change? My dear brothers and sisters, God's work is done only in God's power. So my dear friend, you need the anointing. What is the anointing? In the actual word, it means to be rubbed with oil. To be rubbed with the fatness of God. I want to take you to a beautiful verse that encourages me. Zechariah 4, 4 to 8 in the Old Testament. Zechariah 4, 4 to 8. I'm going to, I've come to the latter part of my message. And I'm going to put forth an invitation for a commitment after this. Zechariah 4, 4 to 8. I'm going to read from the NASB. You're with me? Yes? Good morning. Yes? Thank you. Then I said to the angel who was speaking with me, saying, What are these, my Lord? So the angel who was speaking with me answered and said to me, do you not know what these are? And I said, no, my Lord. Then he said to me, this is the word of the Lord Zerubbabel, saying, not by might, nor by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord of hosts. What are you, O great mountain, before Zerubbabel? You will become a plain, and he will bring forth the top stone with shouts of grace, grace to it. Verse 8, also the word of the Lord came to me saying, the hands of Zerubbabel have laid the foundation of this house. And I believe this is a prophetic word to some of you here. And his hands will finish it. Then you will know that the Lord of hosts has sent me to you. You know, some of you have started on the assignment that God has and you're feeling, you've hit a roadblock, you've hit a season in your life where you're feeling difficult to move ahead in the assignment. 
you're struggling in your call, you're struggling in your journey, you're saying, God, this mountain is before me, it looks so huge, I'm finding it difficult to move ahead, and here's what God said, this mountain is not a concern, I want to increase my anointing over your life. Because when I increase my anointing, the same mountain will begin to look like a plane. The same obstacle will become nothing in front of you because it's not by might, it's not by power, but it's by the Spirit of the Lord. My brothers and sisters, God's work is done in God's power. You see, the church has been functioning in gifts and abilities, which is good but not good if it is without the anointing. When the anointing comes over your giftings and your talents, things begin to change all around you. And I want to invite you, my brothers and sisters, today, come into the anointing of God. It is God's power alone that can accomplish the assignment that is over your life. You know, my... I, I like what Mike Bickle says. He says, God will starve us out of prayerlessness. God will starve us out. That means you're trying, you're trying, you're trying. You're not seeing what you want to see. You're not able to break through because you're trying in your own strength, my friends. And the frustration only increases as you keep trying to do it in your own strength. You try to change your husband, your family, your kids, your workplace, and it's not working out because it was never supposed to work out in your own strength. You can't change it. But when the power of God comes, what probably took you 10 years will be done in a moment. When the power of God comes, what took months what took so much of an effort suddenly would become so easy and you say, God, I wish I had only activated your anointing in my life long time back. My brothers and sisters, today God is giving you an invitation and reminder. Get filled with the Holy Spirit. Activate the anointing of God over your life. Here's the first thing I want to say as we come to the close. The first thing I want to say as we come to the close. Number one, if there's anybody over here and you've not had a day and a moment in your life where you have been filled with the power of God, I want to invite you. We want to come and pray for you right now. Because I don't think something should be delayed. We want to pray for you right now. That God's power would fill you right now. And God can do it. We see in scripture that one of the ways the anointing would, see the anointing is transferable. That's the great thing. Amen. In many ways, in many ways the anointing is transferable. Here's the amazing thing. There are scriptural basis that you can ask for more than what the person who's praying for you. So if you're seeing God moving in the life of another person, you say, God, I want that and I want more of that. If you're sincere. Okay? So the anointing is transferable by the laying out of hands. Here's the other thing I want to say. Some of you started in the anointing and you've moved into the flesh. You started in the anointing and you moved into your own strength. And uh, you know how a car, when it doesn't start, it was driving all the way well, super car, and then now, you know the sound of a car that's not, that's struggling? Well, that's what your life sounds like today. God wants to fill it. God wants to bless you with the anointing. Here's the simple thing. Receive it. Receive the anointing. Can I ask you a question right now? Because we're going to pray right now. How do you receive anything in the kingdom of God? Give me a principle first. How do you receive anything in the kingdom? Yeah, fantastic. Let's put, let's put it this way. You receive everything by grace through faith. You receive everything by grace. You know, no one's going to come forward and say, okay, you've got to put 5,000 rupees over here or 10,000 rupees over here. No, 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 no. That's rubbish. You receive it by grace. It's been paid for on the cross. And you receive it by faith. You know, some of you have heard God's word today. I pray that all of you would have heard God's word today. And does it build up faith? God, I want to move in the anointing. God, I want to move in the anointing. I want to move in the power of the Holy Spirit. Amen? So we're going to invite you by grace through faith. So ask of it. As you rightly said, ask of it. Lord, I've heard. I want to ask of it. Secondly, activate it. You know how you activate it? Not here. 
Here you received it. You activate it outside. When you step out of here, you say, God, show me somebody that I can pray for, some sick person that I could pray for. And we were so blessed by testimony we heard last week. A sister was being led by God to pray for, a, for her boss in a workplace. And the Lord was saying, go, 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 go pray. So she just obeyed the Lord. She went to his house. She prayed. And the next day, the boss texted her, I have never felt so great in my life. A person who does not know Jesus, that's what happens. You just simply move in, in the anointing. You pray for the person and God does it. Activate the anointing. Activate the anointing. Do you know how much of power, uh, uh, I can't get the exact detail, but this struck me when I was, uh, you know, the, you've heard about, uh, okay, um, what are the, sh the ship's aircraft carriers? You've heard of aircraft carriers? Okay, great. Um, you know, the aircraft carriers of, of, the, of the U.S. Naval Force, uh, they're huge, and they're nuclear-powered. Do you know that the power in some of those huge ones, I think it was the USS Enterprise, if I'm not mistaken, the USS Enterprise, the power in that aircraft carrier could light up an entire state. Unbelievable, right? You know what? You don't release how much power you have in you. You don't know or you forget that you can light up a state. And it's in you if only you just put it on. You know how what put it on means? You just walk up to somebody in need and you just pray for them and the power of God would get activated as you just take that simple step of faith. How many of you are understanding what I'm saying? <laughs> Receive it. Activate it. And here's my request, brothers and sisters. Continue in it. How? By staying true to the purpose for which the power was given to you. What was the power given to the disciples for? You shall be my witnesses. The power is not given for us to look good. That's the reason I have problem with certain people who use the power to make themselves look good. The power is not to make ourselves look good. The power is that everybody will know that our God is good. Because the demonstration of God's power is the demonstration of His love for His people. Amen. We want to pray for you. I want to say this to you. Come by faith. We want to pray for you right now. Right now, let God touch you. So if anybody over here, you're just tired. You know, you, you have experienced the power of God. You've experienced the anointing of God. And you're saying, God, I've, I've not been filled for a long time. I want to invite you to step forward. And we want to pray for you by faith. And let God fill you to the overflow. And even when you go from here, it is not limited over here. Maybe you won't feel something. You know, when I recollect uh, David. Do you remember when David was anointed? Just quickly. David was anointed. Okay? <laughs> I'm just going to enact a preacher that I saw a couple of weeks back. And, you know, when we pray for people, sometimes, okay, whatever. I don't know when David was anointed whether he did that. But I tell you what, after the oil was poured on him, David knew something had changed. He felt different. He felt different. He felt different. I'm not against the manifestation. Of course not, I'm not. You cry, you shout, you scream, whatever. But when you get up, you must know that something has changed in you. You must know, and people must know, that the dove is now upon you. You must know that the dove of God is upon you. Because that was the sign that was given to John the Baptist. Amen. I want you to close your eyes right now. Take a few moments to pray. I'm then going to invite you forward. I want the worship team to go up on the stage. Because I want you to receive. Just close your eyes right now and ask of the Lord. We want to pray for you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, God. I want you to ask by faith. Everything we receive from God, we receive it by faith. By grace, through faith. And so ask. Ask like a child. If you believe sincerely that this is the moment that God can touch you, it shall be according to your faith. If you sincerely believe that God, I don't want to wait for tomorrow, I want you to touch me now, God.
then God will touch you now, my brother and my sister. God will bless you now. God will fill you now. God will fill you now. And make a commitment to the Lord. Lord, the reason I'm asking you to fill me is God, because I want to be your witness. You shall be my witnesses when the Holy Spirit has come upon you. You shall receive power from on high. Tell the Lord, Lord, fill me with your power. I'm just encouraging every person in this hall, in this room, to believe God for an infilling of the Holy Spirit. To believe God for the power of the Holy Spirit. Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Lord, we want to thank you, God. My dear brother and sister, God is without partiality. He invites everyone. We're going to pray for you right now. We're going to pray by faith. We may not pray for long. But even if we don't pray for long, I believe that God, God starts over here. He can continue as you go from here and as you wait in His presence. But I believe and I sincerely believe that the anointing is transferable. I sincerely believe that God takes the laying on of hands seriously. And so as we lay hands, we may pray for different people differently as we feel led to. But I believe that when we surely lay hands, God will bless you. God will fill you. Ask of the Lord. I hope you have asked of the Lord. No one is ever in a place where you say, God, I don't need. No, we all need. I need it. I need it. I wish somebody could come and lay hands on me and pray for me because we need the power of the Holy Spirit. So just for a few minutes, I want to request everyone, keep your eyes closed. Those of you who are ready and you say, God, I want you to fill me, just step up here in the front, please, quickly. Just come up here in the front, quickly. Thank you, God. Just form a line and just be connected to the Lord. Some of you are really tired. You've just come, you come to a place of being exasperated, trying to do things in your own strength. Thank you, Father. Just form one line and just go up to the end, please, so that we can move in easily. Thank you, God. Don't look to me because the Holy, Holy Spirit will fill you because Jesus is the anointed one and Jesus will lay his hands on you. Jesus will lay his hands on you. Make a commitment to the Lord as you're standing here. Those of you who have come here in the front, make a commitment to the Lord. Lord, I don't want to do things in my strength. That's why I've come here, God. I don't want to do things in my power. I want you to really draw near to the Lord. Those of you who have stepped up in the front, just draw near to the Lord. Really draw near to God. I can just sense the Holy Spirit already coming upon some of you. He's not waiting for anybody. It's your hunger that draws the Lord to you. It's your longing. Draw near to Him. Make a decision. God, I don't want to do anything without your strength. I don't want to bring up my children in my own strength. I don't want to work in my office in my own strength. I want to do it in the anointing. I want to do it in the power of the Holy Spirit. I don't want to relate to my husband 
or my wife in my own strength. I don't want to lead my team in my workplace in my own strength. Oh, dove of the Most High, come rest upon me. Oh, dove of the Most High, rest upon me. Oh, power of the Most High God, come upon me. Oh, Jesus, holy and anointed one, come upon me. Jesus, fill me with your Holy Spirit and fill me with your power. Now get ready as the Holy Spirit comes upon you. I believe Jesus is here. And I believe he will walk through every person, stand in front of every person and he will touch you right now. Without even me laying hands on you, he will fill you with the Holy Spirit. Because Jesus is the anointed one. And he will anoint you with the Holy Spirit and with power. Some of you need to get more active. Reach out, not passively, reach out actively. Come on. You will feel the power of God in your belly. You will feel the power of God in your belly. You will feel the power of God in your inner man. You will feel this power surging in you. And deliverance is going to come. Yokes are going to be broken. Even the ones who are sitting at the back, just reach out to the Lord. Just reach out to the Lord. We just want to pray for a few minutes. Is God do what He wants to do. We thank you, Lord. We thank you, Lord. We thank you, God. From my right... Lord, every brother, every sister, Lord, person by person, row by row, Lord, right up to my left, Lord, right up from the front to the back, Lord, every mother, every father, every brother, every sister, every child, every young person, God, right now, fill them with your Holy Spirit, Lord. Fill them with your Holy Spirit. I sense yokes bring broken. Because that's what the anointing does. It's burden removing and yoke destroying. Burden removing and yoke destroying. So I just want to give time. Come on now. Come on. Actively receive from the Holy Spirit. Tell the Holy Spirit. Tell the Lord. Lord, fill me. Come on. Ask Him now. Fill me with your Holy Spirit. Reach out in faith. Come on. The ones who have stepped up in the front. Just do one more thing. In sincerity say, Lord, fill me, Lord, with your Holy Spirit. Lord, fill me with your power. I want to do my work in your strength. I want to do my ministry. I don't want to lead my house church or my prayer group. I don't want to lead my ministry in my own strength. I want to do it in the power, 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 in the power. Ask Him, ask Him in the power of the Holy Spirit. If you're struggling with a sin and it's become a bondage and you know that you're not able to shake it off, Right now, the power of God is going to set you free. The power of God is going to set you free. We thank you, God. I thank you. And I will love you, Lord, my rock. I will love you, Lord, my strength. And I will love you, Lord, my Forever all my days I will love you Lord Don't sing, just receive Something is happening Surely People are being set free People are being set free People are being set free If you could just, if you're comfortable Just lift your hand as an act of receiving and ask Him actively. If you ask, you will receive. Yes. As you're lifting up that hands to Jesus, the anointed one. The power of God is filling you. Is filling you. Filling you right now. I'm going to invite the pastors to lay hands and pray right now. Yes. Just lay hands and start beginning to pray. Just make it quick. Just touch people. I'll request somebody to pray for the people who are behind sitting in their chairs. Thank you, God. We just bless your name. We bless you, God, with the Holy Spirit. Fill them quickly, just quickly. Just lay hands on them and the power of God will fill you. Yes, we're praying, God. We're praying the power of the Most High. Hmm. The power of God. The power of God. No more in your own strength. As your name is, so does God want your call to be. Your assignment is more than what you hold in your hands now. 
You've been called for an assignment that is more than what you can see now. So be filled with the power of the Holy Spirit. You're a man of God. You're a man of God. You were dedicated to be a man of God. You were dedicated to be a man of God from your birth. You shall fulfill the assignment of the Lord in the power of the Holy Spirit. And you and your household shall serve the Lord. We bless you. Fill him, God. Fill him with the power of the Holy Spirit. Fill him with the power of the Holy Spirit. Fill him with the power of the Holy Spirit. Fill him with the power of the Holy Spirit. Fill him with the power of the Holy Spirit. Fill 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 with the power of the Holy Spirit. It's not by might. It's not by power. But it's by the Spirit of the Lord. It's not by might. It's not by power. It's by the Spirit of the Lord. It's by the Spirit of God. Thank you, God. The ones who are standing in the front row, could you just step forward two steps? Because we want to pray for the people who are behind you. The ones who are at the back, just step forward. Yeah, we want to pray for the people behind you. So we could just step back. Thank you, God. We just pray. Fill them with the power of the Holy Spirit. Power of the Holy Spirit. Power of the Holy Spirit. Thank you, Lord. Brenda, I specifically believe that God's called you to an assignment. And you must trust Him to lead you beyond where you are right now. There is so much more that God has for you. There's so much more. I sense clearly that the Lord is calling you into a role of leadership. But you must step out from where you are. And the power of God will enable you to do that. The power of God will enable you to do that. These hands are going to be used by God. Power of God. Power of God. Power of God. Power of God. Majuban, pray for people. Pray, 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 pray. Lord, we just pray anointing, 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 anointing. Break the yoke, break the yoke, break the yoke, break the yoke, break the yoke. Set your children free and fill them, God. 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 Fulfill the assignment. To fulfill the assignment. To fulfill the assignment. To fulfill the assignment. To fulfill the assignment. Come on. Thank you, God. Thank you, Lord. And I will love you, Lord, my strength. Lord, fill our God. Anointing. A new season we prophesy. A new season we prophesy. The wind of the Holy Spirit changes the season. The wind of the Holy Spirit changes the season. From autumn to spring. Springtime. Let it bloom. Let it flower. Let it be fruitful. Let it bloom. Let it flower. Let it be fruitful. We bless you. Fill Shiara Kamasanto Rikamasanto Mamro Koboshike to fulfill the assignment, to fulfill the mission, the anointing. Fill, Lord. Fill. 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 Fill, God. To fulfill the assignment. We thank you, God. Power of the Holy Spirit. Be rubbed with the oil of the Most High. Be rubbed with the oil of the Most High. To do exceedingly, abundantly above all that you could ever ask or think according to His power in work in you. Oh God. Everyone just keep receiving. Just for a few minutes more, we're just going to close. But receive what God has for you. Forever all my days, I will love you. Fill, be filled, be filled, be filled, be filled. If faith can move the mountains, 
Father, I pray for all of us over here, God, that we would be a people full of the Holy Spirit, full of faith, fulfilling your assignment, God. And we will continue your ministry, Jesus. We will not make excuses, but what you have ushered on this earth to preach the gospel, to heal the sick, to deliver the oppressed, and to do good, Lord. We will continue the ministry of our Lord by the power of the Holy Spirit. By the power of the Holy Spirit. We bless you. We bless you. Can we just go back if you, if you sense that you've been prayed for? Thank you, God. We just take that song. Just take it on the right note, blessing. We'll just close with this. Let's just worship the Lord together. Thank you, Father. We bless your name. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Fill, Lord. Fill, Lord. Fill, Lord. And I will love you, Lord, my Forever all my days, I will love you, Lord. The first verse. God, I look to you. I won't be over man. Let's stand, beloved. Give me vision to see things like you do. To see things like you do. God, I look to you. You're where my help comes from. Give me wisdom. You know just what to do. And I will love you. And I will love you, Lord, my strength. Amen. And I will love you, Lord, my shield. And I will Forever all my days I will love you, Lord. I will love you and I will love you, Lord, my strength. I will love you, Lord, and I will love you, Lord, my strength. Yes, Lord, and I will love you, Lord, my rock. Forever all my days. you just take 30 seconds and pray a prayer of blessing over somebody next to you. Just pray a prayer of blessing over them. Bless them in the name of the Lord. Let's lift our hands to God in gratitude. If we can put the lights on, we just lift our hands in gratitude and bless the name of the Lord. Bless the name of the Lord. Bless His holy name. Bless His holy name. Come on, lift your hands. Let's all just rise up and bless Him with all our hearts. Lord, we bless Your name. We give You praise. We give You glory. We thank You, God. We give You honor. We give You worship, Lord. The power of the Holy Spirit. Thank you for the power of the Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for filling us. And I pray, Lord, that we would continue to grow in the anointing and the power of the Holy Spirit. We thank you. To you be all the glory now and always. In the name of our Lord Jesus Christ and the people shout, Amen. Let's give the Lord a hand of praise. We thank you, God. We bless your name. Turn to somebody next to you and say, Jesus continues his ministry 
through you.